Welcome to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it so you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Time is tight. That's why our advisors have wrapped up today's most timely topics into a podcast with actionable advice. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kim. So I am just, I was blown away by our conversation with Quint Studer, and I'm just so excited to extend that conversation. And, you know, we just did not want to cut our listeners short because Quint had so much to share. And so I'm just excited to pick up where we left off and let people enjoy part two with our guest, Quint Studer. It was a really good conversation. Here we go. Well, Quint, it's clear that you have a great love for teaching and you've authored leadership books and your latest book, The Busy Leader's Handbook, reached number five on the Wall Street Journal's bestseller list uh, this past October. So congratulations on that. And uh, I read one of your most recent blog posts and you were talking about, um, you know, that we shouldn't just approach this as a return to work, but really how to approach this as we're, you know, pushing forward in a very different world now. And that your, your quote was, we need to build our own road. So can you talk a little bit about how business leaders can adapt this mindset and how they can also pave the road for their employees to develop the same mindset? Well, I think it'll really help us in employee engagement. So for example, I, I'm, I, we're surveying all our employees, 178 employees right now, both, you know, then we, in the baseball season, we go up another 300 or so. Um, we're surveying 178 employees on how's your daycare? Are you teaching at home? Are your kids going to school? Um, do you have connectivity in your commute home? Do you have the resources you need? Then we've got three types of employees. Those that can work 100% virtually. Those that can work virtually, but sometimes have to be there. And those that have to be there. So we're now looking and dissecting and using analytics for employee engagement beyond what we've ever done before. I get that. You know, I've taught it. Supervise my boss. If you really care about your employees, a thing, you're, you're concerned and you're, and you're showing more flexibility than you've probably ever shown before because you have no choice. So, so I, I think one of the things we can walk out of here with is being much better letting our employees know we love them, we care about them and outside of just what they're doing at work. So I think that's a big win. I think we're reinventing ourselves. So for example, we, we um, used to do events at the ballpark, but we'd really limit them because the staff we used had baseball and we didn't want to overtax them. We are now hiring just event people. So next year, so we will never go back to where we were. So next year when the Blue Wahoos are on the road, those weekends, the stadium will have golf going on, movies going on, fireworks going on. We've now made the, the, the visiting locker room an Airbnb too, because we have such demand. Well, at one time we thought during baseball season, we won't be able to do Airbnb in the home locker room because they sort of live, you know, their stuff's there all the time, but we could do it in the visiting locker room because they clean out. And it was sort of cute yesterday. One of our people said, well, you know, but it's going to smell a little bit during baseball season. I said, that's what they're coming for. They're coming to live in a locker room. Let's make, let's make sure that it smells like a baseball locker room. So what I'm saying is you learn who your players are too. I mean, we've given some of our younger talent more responsibility in this time. And some of them have done very well. And some of them have not done as well. Now, I'm not saying the ones that haven't done as well are, are failures. We just now know we need more development. 
we, we can help them. So I think when you walk out of here, you should know who your talent is better than ever before. You should have better training because no reason people shouldn't have better skill sets. You should know. So I know, for example, Cindy, if we have an employee that works in containment, their interconnectivity is pretty crummy at times. So how can we fix their connectivity for them? Or maybe they need a printer. Or maybe we've got some people that have daycare challenges. Well, maybe we have a group of employees now that tells, here's six or seven good people that come into your home. So now we create almost a PRN pool of, of you know, childcare people that can come to your community. We have a fellow named Doug McClure, who is a homeschool expert. He runs seminars all over the country on how to do good homeschool. He lives in Pensacola, okay? Well, maybe for our, our employees that are doing virtual homeschool, we have him do in-services with them on how they can do better homeschool. So I think we come out of this so much better. Minimally, we should come out with a huge emotional bank account for we helped our employees through these very difficult times. And the, the other thing, Kim, is we've gotta be aggressive with our EAP services because that is one of the least used services in, in everything. I mean, and it's amazing how if you don't keep it in front of people, people just don't think of it. So, so we've been very aggressive with sending out things on signs of depression, what to do. We, we pushed our EAP like crazy because all of a sudden, you know, when I got a 23-year-old employee at Wahoo Baseball that's now depressed because he's afraid he's going to lose his job, there's no baseball. And I don't want him. That's why we're not furloughing our, our people. But we also got him help. We also got him help. We, we've got an employee whose 28-year-old son just moved in with her with his, her two kids. You don't think that's going to change her life a little bit? Well, I asked when I heard about it, have we referred her to the EAP? Oh, no. Hey, if she, if she was having physical pain, we'd do something. If, she think, if she's got a fever, we're going to put a swab in her nose. We're concerned about her. Yet when they have emotional challenges, we ignore it. So I think this is a great time to truly be. So one of the things we're doing in two weeks, we're, we're bringing all our managers in for a seminar on transcendental meditation. Um, because we have found that when we do things like that, people appreciate it. So I think those are the types of things that we could be doing as an employer. That's awesome stuff. So Cindy, are there any other insights you think other organizations can glean from Quint's story and perspective and success in some areas? I love the whole idea of collaboration in our community. I think that we do get wrapped up in my business how am I going to succeed? How am I going to keep my customers? Um, and I think that from all, from all areas, from nonprofit to for-profit businesses, I think there are a lot of ways that we can collaborate in the community and we can help each other and all be better. And I love that, you know, Quint says their companies are sending people out to help. They are providing these free resources. They're, they're sending their employees out to help in other businesses, other nonprofits. If we all had a mindset like that, I think that we could all take every organization to a higher level, really, in terms of engagement, in terms of employee satisfaction, in terms of profitability, all, all kinds of ways, really. I think too, Cindy, I learned this from Fred Loop at Cleveland Clinic. 
I was amazed at Fred Loop. He's deceased now, but he made Cleveland Clinic what it is today. Other people carried it on, but um, I was always amazed in negotiations how people would come to him. So people would be chasing these other hospitals to join their system, and they'd call on Fred. And I said, Fred, how do you do it? He said, I always offer people more than they think they're going to get because we, we want to work together because we want to, um, we're going to have to work together. So I think there's three types of people in the world, according to research. There's win-win people. For example, if you give people, and they gave all these people the exact same case study. And Cindy, one of the people you and I know, know very well, he's a win-win person. He sits down and tries to figure out win-wins. Then there's the win-loser. They just can't imagine that there's two winners. A lot of litigating attorneys fall into this category, by the way. There's a winner and a loser, okay? And there's a group of people like that. And then there's the lose-lose. And what floored them was the lose-lose. And they went in and, and said, well, you lost. And they said, yeah, but they lost too. And, and I think in our communities and our, our companies, the more we can become win-win people, but then we also got to learn to move away from the lose-lose because we spend way too much energy in communities, and this is community talk, trying to uh, get the unagreeable to agree. You know, people always say when I go to a community, Quinn, how do we get everybody on board? I said, you don't. I said, I said, if God came to Pensacola and said, I'm looking for a place to move heaven, I'm gonna put it in downtown Pensacola, 30% of our people would have complained another gated community downtown. I serve as the planning commission chair for Gwinnett County. So I'm very familiar with what you're talking about in terms of what people would, what people think that our community needs versus what the community really needs. And, and we got to measure, you know, we go in and we say, Hey guys, where's your dashboard? And are you measuring quality of life? I, we just did that with Odessa, Texas. We just did that with Fort Walton beach. Cause then they measured, we found a Fort Walton beach Two most people were happy except retirees and women. Women business people are not happy. Now that tells Fort Walton Beach, you better do some things for women business people. I'm in Odessa, Texas. We found out the biggest issue is safety. So if we don't handle the safety issue, nothing else matters. I think, Kim, there's just a lack of measurement and then a lack of raising the civic IQ. And measurement, because you know, the reason I hired Mason Dix and I got tired of people saying, here's how everybody feels. Huh, here's how you feel. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Quint, you are a community leader and a business owner, but what have you gained in, in terms of takeaways? And it could be personal experiences, but something that will stay with you and impact the way that you lead for years to come. Well, I, I think a couple things. Number one is you either you, you can't you can't be a victim, and it's I always tell people I like being a victim because once I become a victim, I don't have to take any responsibility. I always tell people my name's victim. I live on the island of self pity, and I and I personally like to be there all by myself. So you have to know your self awareness. You've got to be able to hold up the mirror to yourself, and that's really vital. And you can use measurement tools. So I think what comes out of this is number one, um, it's really hard a guy my age to see, to give this much flexibility to the workforce. Cause I wasn't raised with this type of flexibility. Um, I got lucky with the Studer group cause we had a hundred employees that worked virtual. So I sort of got used to it, but this virtual is a whole new ball game. 
than, than even that virtual. So you've got to build a culture of trust more than you've ever done before. Um, I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is, is um, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic and 38 years ago, I, I, I hit a wall and it's okay to surrender. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say these magic words, can you help me? I need help. And I think some businesses are afraid to say that in communities because they don't want to look less than right now. So I think reaching out for help is really, really important. And, and the last part is sort of going back to the serenity prayer. You know, what you can change and what you can't change and know the wisdom to, to know the difference. And, and, you know, we can't create baseball if there's no baseball teams. But I think it's getting away from being a, a victim and, and really try being into opportunity. Cedric Alexander said something this week that really caught my attention because he caught me off guard. He said, um, I don't think the cup's half full. And I said, well, gee, that's really different. I usually people say, is it half empty or half full? He said, I look at a cup and I think it's full of opportunity. And I think my message is, you know, you, you've got to look for opportunity. And, and, you know, I surrendered 38 years ago thinking my life was over. And it was the greatest gift I ever got was sobriety because you're going to constant constant mode of self-awareness and you have people around you that love you enough to tell you when they got spinach in your teeth and you have to surround yourself with people that care about you enough to tell you you have spinach in your teeth and we talk a lot about that in my workplace as you got to surround yourself with people that say hey you're you're i need to adjust you need to change this is where you have to work at so you know those are some of the lessons that i think we can all be blessed with as we we go out as we move through this process. And you've got to be confident. You've got to play offense. And my biggest challenge right now um, with communities is telling them, you know, don't fall in the trap of rationalization. Pause, pause, pause. Pause gets you nowhere. Now, I think you have to pause your mouth a lot. I do. But you don't have to pause your activity. So I'm very excited when I work with communities. When I go into them, because places have me come to communities. I do a workshop and how to move through the naysayers, how to measure what you should be doing. And the communities we work with, they're doing quite, they're not doing great, but they're doing better than those that fall into being just, we can't do anything about this. And the last, I know I'm going on, but remember the great advantage we have, we're all the same. See, normally when something hits, it hits one part of the country. We, it's hit the whole country. This is a NASCAR race. The yellow flag came up and we're all on pause. Now, when the green flag comes back on, who's going to move the best? It's going to be your city or somebody else's city. It's going to be your business or somebody else's business. So it's, it's you better be ready. And shame on you if when that flag goes down, you're not prepared and you're not moving better than you were before. Yeah, we had a, on our last podcast, uh, one of our other partners talked about, um, and it was more for the startup companies and the entrepreneurs, was this was the greatest equalizer there ever was from a business perspective and, and everybody kind of is now on the same playing field and that's not always been the case. And so you're right. So I, I think that is, um, I think it's a, a great conversation piece there, Quint. Thank you very much for, you're welcome. for talking about that. Um, so Cindy, when you, earlier you said, um, you know, people were not prepared for what was coming. Uh, you know, what advice are you gonna give organizations as they approach future plans for their businesses and, and how to be prepared the next time something like this happens? Well, I think that the number one thing that I would say is don't don't be too 
quick to want to go back to the way you were before because I think in a lot of ways businesses have found at least emotionally that they are better um, in terms of knowing that they can change, knowing that they can embrace change and be better, um, knowing that their employees are adaptable. And so I have been telling people, make sure that you take some good things that have come out of these last five months and however much longer this might last and, and go forward with those. Don't be so quick to go back to the way things were because the way things were might not have been the best. And I, I heard somebody um, with a phrase yesterday that said, the rest is going to be the best. And I loved that, um, just looking forward. And, you know, I think making sure that you are reading, making sure you know what is available to you in terms of assistance, in terms of guidance, um, as we've talked about already, collaboration, things that that you might not have ever considered before, just make sure that you know what all is out there and what you need to really embrace moving forward. So normally here on The Wrap, we ask our guests to wrap it up in 60 seconds or less. So I'll ask you, um, you know, what would you say from your company story and your personal experience, Quint, is the most valuable piece of advice or information that could help other companies as they continue to navigate uncertainty? You can't reinvent your company unless you reinvent yourself. And leadership is an inside job. It's not an outside job. So you have to ask yourself, are you rationalizing? Are you blaming? Are you denying? You know, what are you doing that's getting in the way of you being the best leader? And the more we can get rid of the stuff that gets in our way, the better leaders we can be. So my message all the time is leadership is an inside job. But once you get your inside right, the outside gets a lot better. Such a great and dynamic and interesting speaker, Quint. And I say that in all sincerity. And um, I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on and do this today. No, I'm thrilled. I'd go way back with you guys and um, very appreciative of the opportunity. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, Cindy, for being with us as well. Thank you all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to our podcast series, or make a suggestion for other topics to cover, visit us at warrenaverett.com forward slash the wrap.